of mine, hooking us together, and all the clatter of the corridor fades away till the only sound I can hear is the whispering of our fingers. In the cafeteria, sitting alone with Dylan, eating my sandwich but not tasting it, I'm only aware of the sparks in his eyes, the sun in his hair, and the spot where his knees touching mine. Then, over his shoulder, I see Rachel and Grace waving at me, grinning like pumpkins, holding up this little sign with Remember Us written on it. In the girls' bathroom. Is he a good kisser? Rachel asks. Unbelievable, I say. And it's true. Dylan's kisses seem like something much better than kissing. It's like I can feel them with my whole body. That never used to happen when Lou kissed me, and he's the only other boy I've ever made out with. Has he tried to get to second base? Grace wants to know. But the bell rings just in time. It's been Rachel, Grace, and me ever since that September afternoon when third grade had barely begun and we were just getting to know each other. We skipped through the first fallen leaves, weaving our way through the quiet neighborhood to Sage Market for haagen bars. That September afternoon, when we saw the four older girls pedaling towards us, we didn't expect them to stop or to leap off their bikes and suddenly surround us. But they did. And we had no idea that the biggest one, Mary Beth Butler, who had these glinting slits for eyes, would ask Rachel what church she belonged to. That September afternoon, after Rachel mumbled, St. James's, we didn't know that Mary Beth would ask Grace the same question, or that Grace would squeak out, North Prospect, and it's none of your business. But she did. And when Mary Beth asked me the question, and I said I didn't go to church because I was Jewish, I didn't think she'd start shouting at Rachel and Grace, don't you know you aren't supposed to play with anyone who doesn't go to church, while her friends glared and tightened their circle around us. That September afternoon, when Rachel kicked Mary Beth in the shin and the three of us crashed through the cage of bikes, racing off together across the nearest lawn, scrambling through the hedge and into the alley, not stopping till we were locked safely behind the heavy oak of Rachel's front door, we didn't know that we'd just become best friends but we had. Why I Don't Mind Being an Only Child In fourth grade, when Rachel had to put her dog to sleep, we held a funeral for him, like the one Grace had seen in Chinatown in San Francisco. We marched down the middle of Meadow Way, Rachel holding up a photo of Waggy, Grace pounding solemnly on her snare drum, me blasting out the dead dog blues on my clarinet. In sixth grade, when Grace's parents got divorced during spring break, we had a sleepover that lasted three nights. We painted Grace's nails revenge red, covered her with henna tattoos, watched a Saved by the Bell marathon, and obliterated six pounds of Oreo cookies. Last June, when Lou dumped me for that awful Allison Creeley, Rachel and Grace helped me make a voodoo doll that looked almost as stupid as him. We poked it with a hundred pins and wrote him a letter which included all the swear words we had ever heard, as well as a few that we just made up but we didn't mail it. We burned it in the fireplace instead, along with the voodoo doll. Then they dragged me off to see a movie. Watching Murphy during art class. He is so homely, so downright ugly that none of the girls even think about him. He's too lowly, too pitiful to even bother making fun of. So something must be very wrong with me, because I want to kiss him.
I want to kiss him real bad. Even though his nose is crooked and his ears are huge, even though his hair's a mess and his lips are tight and scared. I want to kiss away those circles under his eyes that make him look like he's never slept a second in his life. And those arms of his seem like they're just aching to hold on to someone. I wish I could let them hold on to me. When no one was looking, I'd walk up to him and say, Hey Murph, would it be okay if I kissed you? And he'd look hurt because he'd think I was joking and he'd turn away to hide his face. But I'd touch his shoulder and look at him with gentle, misty, movie eyes and say, Come on, I mean it. I really want to. And he'd look dumbstruck and all the gray would fade out of his eyes and this light would come into them and his lips would look like they were getting ready to smile. And then, before I had a chance to change my mind, I'd kiss him. And he'd wrap his skinniness around me and his arms would be shaking and suddenly I'd feel all this love.